Blog Talk Radio.
to another episode on this blog talk radio platform. This is the Five Star Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we again thank you for another opportunity to come at you at your homes and on the road. And some of you listen so later on on your jobs and just through over the headset and over speakers, just all types of ways that people tune into social media. We just, we just want to thank you again for listening tonight. Tonight, uh, speaking of tonight, tonight is the 21st of July, 2020, and this is something I sent to many of you. Uh, this is the show's description tonight, brothers and sisters, is an open forum. Open forum, what does that mean? That means we're not talking about one certain thing, but whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your heart, whatever is on your heart. This was a show description I sent to many of you. Since some of you just call the phone number every week and you just simply don't know what we're talking about. So I sent this to many. It went something like this. Question. How many problems would you have if the Creator literally was holding your hand Again, how many problems would you have if the Creator was literally holding your hand? I went on to say, folks, there is actually more hope and blessings arm length around us than we can imagine. No, really. And I went on to say, so how do we deal with the uncertainties this country brings daily. How do we deal with these uncertainties that this country introduced us daily? Things like the COVID-19 threats. Everybody's really, seem like everybody's really upset about that. Systemic racism. How do we deal with that? Wicked police. I mean, not the good police. Wicked police. Clan on the police force. People with um, death on their mind when they pull you over. Not all. Very, very, very few. But enough to just keep most black men and even their mothers concerned. Trump's political IQ. <laughs> no, really. It's oppressive. Self-hate behavior in our nation is so much self-hate. Things we do to destroy each other. From the um, crabs mentality to just not supporting our own to disrespecting our own. You name it, women, children. Definitely not supporting our own. Anyway... Of course, that's a result of white supremacy. I put that in parenthesis. And then the list goes on. Quiet churches. Quiet churches. I mean, not all churches are quiet, but a lot of churches have absolutely nothing to say about none of the things that's going on seem like. They do talk. There is a lot of talk in these churches, but it seems like it's not relevant to our pain. And the things that pains us the most is taboo to talk about in churches like racism. The list goes on to family issues, health issues, financial issues, etc. I finally went on to say, while judgment is looming for this oppressive empire, 
How do we get and keep joy, happiness, peace of mind, hope, and anticipation for a blessed future for our posterity? One more time. And an anticipation for a blessed future for our posterity. He invited to join this open forum radio program, and that's what we're having tonight. And again, we just want to thank you for your time. Uh, I want to just uh, say this here, we, uh, but I have to say it, folks. I just have to say it. Uh, again, those that's been following us since 2011, really appreciate you. Don't ever think about yourself, don't. That's why I say it every single show, boring some people. And then we have that Douglas Kennedy family line, my literally bloodline family, those that listen. Thank you. Uh just want to talk a little bit about what the five smooth stones is. I try to do this every, like, ten shows, and it's been more like 13 shows, seeing like where I have actually talked about this. So want to talk a little bit about uh, what is the five smooth stones. I'm going to talk fast because, again, some of you have heard this, and I don't want to really bore anybody, but there are newcomers, and they don't understand what, what is the five smooth stones? What does that mean? Five smooth stones is taken from the scriptures when David had this giant that was threatening Israel. And he took five smooth stones and the father used his, uh, 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 one of the stones to bring down the giant. And uh, I kind of thought about what I'll talk about the most on the show and uh oh excuse me what the father gave what I mostly talk about in my life and I narrowed down to like five topics and uh those five topics are number one I talk a lot about the kingdom of the most high Yah, kingdom of God his principles his messiah who he is how to get to know him his spiritual uh, warfare that he set up or his spiritual armor. I talk a lot about the kingdom of the Most High. I talk about that more than anything on this show. But I also talk about the one world government or the new world order. And what that is, is mankind trying to duplicate, trying to rival the kingdom of the Most High Yah. So you have the real kingdom, and then you have a phony kingdom being set up on the earth, and this set up on this earth as we speak. And that's, we talk about that a lot. That has to do with the Illuminati, CIA, uh, all of these secret societies, and just what the what people, wicked people have devised to take control of the masses. Okay, that's the new world order. We talk about that. That's another stone or another topic. And then we talk about white supremacy. We talk about white supremacy in a way I'm sure a lot of you have not are not accustomed to because Brother Seth don't think white supremacy is just about white people. Brother Seth believes it's a philosophy. And that's a that's actually a conversation I had with C T Vivian. I put that on my Facebook uh recently. Uh he and I and I'll try to talk about that tonight, a little bit about that conversation. Because he actually believed that blacks can't be racist because we're not in power. And I was letting him know that the father literally showed me that I was a white supremacist. White supremacist, meaning that, yes, I was a born-again believer, 
but I have many practices, hidden feelings, uh, uh, thoughts of uh, uh, belief system that was literally white supremacist. And then as a believer, I had to get rid of those. Of course, I wanted to get rid of them once I found it out, but I never thought a black man could be that until the Father showed me I was. And that it's in all of us if we're raised up in this American system. So white supremacy is another stone that we talk about. Another stone we talk about, or one of the five stones, or one, another topic, is the Hebrew, the revelation of the Hebrews. Who are the people of the Bible? Who are the people of the Bible? And uh, because, again, like Miles Monroe said, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, Abuse is inevitable. It don't matter what you're dealing with. If you don't understand it, you're going to abuse it. And until people understand who we are as a people, we'll be misdiagnosed even by our own selves. We don't understand why we're malfunctioning, why our houses are led by women, why we're disproportionately in prison, why our, you know, our children can't seem to learn like others. We can't. We, we don't understand why these people that rule over us rule so high over us in every tiny aspect of life. We don't understand why we're just not functioning as a efficient nation until we understand who we are. That these things that we're going through is literally prophesied to be upon a people, a chosen people. A holy people called to be holy, I should say, called to be righteous. And if they disobey, they will go to the worst treatment of any nation on the planet. That's how you know who is a Jew or an Israelite. The Father promised that will be upon us. And so when you're looking at our, our misfunctioning, you're literally looking at Hebrew culture. So if you don't know that, you will abuse African Americans. And like I said, most of the abuse comes from ourselves, not knowing who we are, getting tired of hearing the excuses of why we can't seem to come up, not understanding that as long as we're outside of the, the will of the Father, as long as we're not serving Him, we as a nation is going to be struggling, unlike other nations that don't have that mandate upon their lives. So we talk about who are the Israelites, the true Jews. Again, go to the five small stones and... Uh, that was stone number four. The last thing we talk about, not in this order, of course, is a revelation of leprosy. Leprosy, Bible leprosy. It's really my favorite. I talk about it so little, don't I? <laughs> but it really is my favorite. I get I get all types of goosebumps, get excited. The reason why I love personally the revelation of leprosy is the smallest amount of information we share on this network. It's a lot. Man, it's a lot. I can talk about it a whole month, but it's small compared to the, all the other stones. But if you can understand what white skin is and the recessive trait of white skin and what black skin is and the melanin that make up the dark skin that's in everything breathing on this earth, animals, melanin is in animals, the earth itself, plants. If you understood the melanin and you understood the recessive trait of white skin, you will understand probably all those other stones a whole lot faster and easier. Because there is no such thing as a race based upon color. The people of this earth, on this planet, were people from dirt. All of them 
pregnancy, and we talk about that. So those five topics is what comprises the five smooth stones. So when y'all heard me say five smooth stones, this five smooth stones, that just know that's all it means. Simple and plain. Uh, moving right along, uh, because uh, and I probably should share the story of how I got to those stones, uh, kind of did it backwards tonight. Let me do that really briefly. Let me talk about how those topics came to be really quickly. Again, we don't do this for every 13 shows, and some of you simply don't know. Panelists, uh, uh, just give me a, a chance, and I'll come to you. Um, long time ago, I should say that long ago, 1988, uh, I asked the Lord, five questions and those five questions is what led to those five smooth stones yes that's true I asked the Lord five questions I kept hearing back in the day around that time ministers say God is getting ready to use the black man God is getting ready to use the black man like never before and the first is going to be last and the last is going to be first I kept hearing that one more time, I kept hearing ministers say, y'all remember back around in 88? God is going to use a black man. God is going to use a black man. And the first is going to be last, and last is going to be first. Kept hearing that. I mean, every which way I kept hearing it. So one minister, one such minister was Kenneth Copeland. And uh, Kenneth Copeland uh, said it like this. He said, I'm telling you people, God is getting ready to use the black man, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Now, he said that in 1987, and I mean everybody rejoiced, even whites, so-called whites. They even rejoiced. Everybody was excited to hear that God is getting ready to use the black man. Again, that word was never heard of in my day before that time. But in 1987, he said that. Well, between 1987-1988, I saw racism in the church like I had never seen it before. Now, I knew about racism in the world, but I didn't, wasn't familiar with racism in the church. And I found that one of the things that a lot of whites do, so-called whites do, when they don't want to change and don't want to give the black man his proper place, they don't want to give him what is due him, one of the things they do, some do, is they say, God is getting ready to bless you. God is going to bless you. You got all. You got a lot of word in you, and one day they'll say something even like, you're going to teach us white people, you're going to lead us white people. God is getting ready. It's always something they'll put in the future, something they'll put in the future. So I found out that that's another form of racism right there, where they still don't allow you to be in a place that you have earned in their establishment or in life or wherever. So that is a form of racism. When Ken Copeland said the same message in 1988, he said it like, he said a little different in 88. And many of you was at that Believers Convention that had something like 20,000 people. He said again, God is getting ready to use black men like now before the first coming, last and last coming first. And he went on to say, I got something to tell you black people. And then when I share with you, he made him say black people, whatever he said. It's referring to black people. And he said, when I share with you what he's giving me, you're going to tear up this convention, sir. 
Now, of course, everybody was re- still rejoicing over him, saying God is going to use a black man. But then he went on the ad, I got something to tell you, and I can't tell you right now. And that's how he ended it. For, to my knowledge, we have never heard what that was. And I have a feeling that the Father showed Kenneth Copeland beyond a shadow of doubt we are the Israelites, and he didn't share it. I don't have proof of that. But from my knowledge, Kenneth Copeland have never shared with black people something that would make them tear up the convention since that time. So when I went home, of course, I didn't know he was going to do that or, or what it meant. I just didn't like him saying God is getting ready. That was that, was that delay thing that sounded like racism to me. And then I definitely didn't like him saying he can't tell us. So I went home that night, brothers and sisters, and I prayed. I mean, I really pray. You know how you pray and then you pray? Well, this was the time I really prayed. And I mean, I cried out to the Father, not with tears, but a heart's cry type of thing. And uh, folks, I cried out to the Father basically saying something along these lines. And here goes the five questions that I cried out. I say, Father, I'm tired of these racist white males. Those of you that think I hate white people, listen to my cry. Listen to what happened. Listen to what I prayed when I was at my wit's end, so to speak. I asked the Father, could I understand? I said, what is what you using the black man? That was the first thing I said for sure. I don't know what I said next, but I know he's, I mentioned what is with you using the black man. I keep hearing you getting ready to use the black men. I say, so you're telling me, Father, they're telling me that, am I hearing that even if, if the white man obey you, seek your word, pray, you're not going to use him? That you're going to use a black man? It just doesn't sound right to me, and I don't want people saying on my head. Folks, listen to what, how this five stone was birthed. The five questions I asked the Most High is going to produce these five topics I've mentioned earlier. So I asked him, what is what you using a black man? Point blank. Why? Why would you use a black man? I kind of felt like it was false. Because God, the Father don't work like that. He don't look at color like that. So that was the first thing. Second question, or another question I asked, not in any order. I said... Father, can I see the world? I'm tired of these racist white people. They, they they give us the scriptures the way they want, and there's certain things they will not tell us um, because they have secret a secret agenda to hold us back. Even the good white people that I like, some of the great men of of of, of, the, of the scriptures of of, of our day. You know, I'm being honest, y'all. Oral Roberts, I'm just naming names tonight. Kenneth Copeland, uh, all of these great men that have helped a lot of blacks over the years that really have helped a so-called African-Americans to see and understand the scriptures. I begin to understood, understand that they have an agenda. They will not tell all of the truth. But those of you out there that's calling them devils, you need to be very careful. They're not devils. They're just like you. They got parts of their life they ain't turn over to the father and one of them is they're not going to tell the black man who they are and that's what some of y'all are still wrestling with some of y'all out there still believe in them and you just feel like they would not do such a thing but that's exactly what they do that's a stronghold among white males 
Not all. Not all. So, I say, Father, can I understand the book of Revelations? Can I understand the book of Revelations? Or can you show me the book of Revelations? I'm sorry, I jumped it, didn't I? I said, um, can I see the world? Can I see the world? Can I travel around the world? This is a stone number two, a, a second stone, a second topic. Again, five stones is five. We call them stones, but they're five topics. I mentioned the topics earlier, and I'm trying to let y'all see how I got to them. But I asked the Father, could I see the world? Could I see the world? The answer to that was simple. Yes, you can see the world. I ended up seeing like 24 countries. And in those 24 countries, a lot of these countries is where I learned some of the things I, I'm talking about today. So that was one of the questions, could I see the world? Okay? And then I asked the Father, what is going on? What is really going on? I say, Father, I'm hearing things called Illuminati or New World Order is what they called it back then. I say, I'm ke- I keep hearing of a one world society. What is that? What is the secret society? What is the think tank? I can keep, keep hearing that there's some wars planned as early out as, as far out, excuse me, as 30 years. Who are these people? Is it true that? There, there are some wars planned that far out. Again, this is what I cried out to the Father, folks. This is serious. Can I? I said, what's going on? What's really going on? I can't trust ABC, CBS, all of these news stations because they're ran by these same white males. And I don't trust it. What is going on in our world? This is before I understood anything about any of those five topics I mentioned earlier. I asked him, what is going on? And uh, so, so far we've talked about three songs. What is, what is what you're using to blackmail and, and, and guess I'm coming to you. I mean, talents I'm coming to you. But I asked him, what's what you're using the black man? I asked him, could I see the world away from white males? It's another perspective of everything because I'm tired of white males and their biases and telling the truth. So I asked, that's the, another one I asked the father. It's number two. Then number three, I asked him, what is going on? I asked him, what is going on in our world? I don't trust the uh, ABC and all of these uh, white males to tell me, okay? Um, then I asked him another question, and this those of you that really uh, think Brother Seth struggle with hate, I want you to listen to this very careful. I asked the Father, were there any blacks in the Bible? Were there any blacks in the Bible? I said, Father, I don't care if the Messiah was black or white. And at that time, I had white images of Christ all over my house and in my Bible. But I asked the Father, again, this is open for tonight again. Thank you for coming to the Five Stone Network. Brother Seth is just going over what are the five smooth stones, okay? And we will take your questions after I'm done or any or any suggestions you want, to, anything that's on your heart to talk about. And, okay? So, again, I asked, were there any blacks in the Bible? I say, I keep hearing that, that, that Jesus, because that's what I call him then, is black. I keep hearing that the Israelites was black. Are they? Are they? Folks, so these are the questions I asked the most I, I did. I really did. I'm trying to make sure I covered all the questions, because I'm going a 1,000 miles an hour here looking at my board, trying to make sure everybody's in the house. But I think I covered everything again. I asked the Lord those five questions, and they translated into the five 
um, smooth stones, all the, all the five topics we talk about the most. We talk about everything on the show, but we talk about the five smooth stones, uh, uh, those five topics the most. Um, folks, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go to the phone lines and bring on one of our panelists. And because, again, tonight is a performance, no certain guests, anything like that. So far, I see Pastor Alcee Chris. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on the uh, line at this time. And uh, Alcee Chris, uh, Pastor Alcee Chris, your line is open 682-552. want to welcome you to the Fast and Stone uh, Network. Brother, how are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing fine, Seth, and it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Well, it's a pleasure always to hear your voice. So far, you're the only ones in the house. Oh, there's uh, uh, several people that can't make it tonight. But uh, as I said, Pastor Chris, tonight is open for me. Anything is on your heart. I would love to hear, especially if it's giving hope to our people. Um, so earlier you heard me go through the five small stones, how I got them, uh, what, what caused me to ask those five um Questions and then the five topics we talk about the most that you know about firsthand. Uh, if there's anything on your heart, Pastor Chris, I would like to hear it. Uh, anything on the hearts of the listeners, those of you in the chat room, be here, be, go ahead and type your concerns, and I'll get to them as soon as possible. Uh, anybody on the phone line with questions or comments, this would be a wonderful time to press 1 and either ask the question or bring up a topic you'd like to hear us talk about. Any questions you can pose us, now would be a great time, okay? And again, the chat room is open. Uh, Pastor Chris, a lot is going on. And as you, as I mentioned to you and the uh, other panelists, I want to, with this show, start leaning more on the solution because so much we talk about on this show and so many people, uh, um, and it's probably because social media is really, feeling hopeless with the police shootings and the and the just so much going on right now. Uh I mean with the COVID nineteen scare and uh again the police out of control and then our people just the self hate, the disrespect and just so many things we're finding out that our government is doing and have done and and we're finding out the true colors of America. We're finding out that we're not as united as we thought. We're finding out that we're not as loved as we thought. We found out we're not as cared for, Pastor Chris, as we thought. So there's a lot of hopelessness. People are, as they call it, awoke. They are waking up. But like I posted on one of my Facebook quotes, Pastor Chris, if you are calling yourself woke, and you do not see what the Father is doing with these wicked people or with these wicked plans you're coming across that you feel like you have woken up because you now know. If you don't know what the Father is doing right now around you to the wicked and what he has planned for the wicked and how they're not as successful as they look, yes, we are dying Yes, COVID is man-made. Yes, they're spying on us. Yes, they know everything about us. They have muscles. But what the Most High has and what the Most High is doing is two different worlds. 
and it will encourage and lift any of us up. Pastor Chris, I would love your comment. I do see a hand that just went up. Eric code nine zero three two seven nine will come at you. Come at you after Pastor Chris. Um, Pastor Chris, please address anything you've heard so far, please. Um, uh, hope. That's what I'd like to address because uh, we just need to go back to the Bible. And Yeshua talked about the end times, but he also said, when you see these things begin to happen, to look up because your redemption is nigh. Which means the end of the the end of this story has already been written. He, you know, he talks about there's going to be a great suffering, but in the end, the true believers will be standing tall. And our redemption will come So that's what I hold on to To keep myself positive You know we have to remember that that The most high is over Everything and everybody And if he wrote something You know he doesn't say things that don't come to pass Or that are not true So that's what I hold on to Because he said when these things When you see these things begin to happen You need to look up because your redemption is nigh. So that's that's what I try to hold on and believe. Even though he talks about a time of suffering and men's hearts failing them for fear, you know, we've already been told what's going to happen, and we already know what the end of the story is. So that's what keeps me afloat, my brother. Well put. Well put. Uh, I would like for you to do something for me. You have normally you normally don't read on this show, but do you mind reading Second Kings uh, seven seventeen? Reason yeah, I give me a second. Kings. I got it. Let me ask you: Do you want King James version? King James version. Uh, uh, this is when Elijah okay. pray. Open up the young man's eyes. Let him see our true uh, oh, resources yeah. that yeah, we have he, to fight against this enemy. Second Kings six. And about the 17th verse, yes. While you're doing that, I'm going to go to the phone lines. We have a caller that's been holding, uh, so I'm going to get him on. Um, but, folks, I promise, that's one of the things I talked to about my, with my panelists. I, I gave them a message letting them know we got to put more hope out there because what's happening is we know of the hope, but we don't always talk about the hope on this show. So what we're doing is we're exposing, exposing, exposing this, exposing that, exposing this. And I should know better of all people. And I'm not saying we haven't put out any hope, but we have. We do always talk about the most high power on this show. But I feel like we need to talk about it in such a way that the that, that the callers listening today and in the future will be where it, where we just dwarf the enemy and what the enemy is plotting, what we have put forth on the show about the enemy. Because the this this empire, America and any other nations in cahoots with it, is no match. It's no match for the most high. And in many cases that's why they're doing extreme things to mankind because they are Desperate. We never think about how desperate they are. There are some whites, not all whites, that care about being a minority. Not all whites is, have that concern. Some people just feel like let's just love each other and whatever. 
turn out color-wise, I don't care. I've heard that a million times from a lot of whites, and I do think, if I can say whites, because remember, on this show, I try not to, I wanna, I, I don't want to keep promoting whites as a group, because we group them as a group. The most high in the group them as a group, because there's other people that are white and can pass for white and go to Europe and live and be white, and they live in Pakistan, or they live in India. They have the same feet. You cannot tell with the natural eye the difference between them and the European. So what is white people? We have to be very careful with grouping them because when we group them, we have to give certain credits or certain behaviors, and 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 and, and we start treating them like there's a, you know, the father look at them separate and all of this. And I don't believe that. I don't believe in a race based on a color. Any of us, black as well. But who is black? What's black? Which black? All black people don't get along. All black people don't understand their language. There's over 40 countries in Africa, and some of them is just as strange to each other as we are to them. Some got different cultures as far as night and day, different languages as far as night and day, different belief systems as far as night is from day. So what's black? What's white? we got to get that right, first and foremost. But the Most High is a consuming fire. Nothing, no breath can stand in his presence. A lot of what's happening with America, he have already orchestrated this, put this on a blueprint. America's just following a certain pattern that it's supposed to. It was supposed to rule. It was supposed to rule for the time that it has ruled. When his time is up, the time is up. Israel so-called African-American, no such thing as black folk. African-Americans is no such thing as African-Americans. I believe we are from Genesis 10 and uh, the various nations that come out of Genesis 10. And one of the nations that come out of Genesis 10 is somebody called Israelites, a people called Israelites. And I believe African-Americans are Israelites. And so we're carrying out a prophecy that the Bible says that would happen to a people if there were if they were disobedient. He mentioned slave ships. He mentioned the people coming from the north to enslave them. He mentioned how their houses would be led by women. He mentioned how their children would be put in captivity. He mentioned how they would be scattered to the four corners. They're not just in America. He mentioned how they would not be able to come together. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He mentioned how the people that rule over them will rule over them with a policy. That's the, the word policy is in the Bible. Literally, that's where I, I mean, it's only in there, I think, one time, but it talks about the rulers of Israel literally ruling them by this wicked policy. The scripture talks about this nation trusting in the very thing that oppresses them, trusting in the very things that's taken their life. Everything about us as a people that we do collectively, not that some one or two knuckleheads go out there and do, but as we do collectively as a people, good or bad, I've said it on WCVG radio station many years. Again, I'm saying it tonight. Anything you show me black folks do collectively as a people, I mean, we all do it. It is in the scriptures for what Israel would do, good or bad. One more time, if there's something 40 million of us in America is doing, we always do it. Bad 
are good. It's in that book for what Israel would do. Everything about us is prophetic. Everything about us is biblical, good and bad, when we're misbehaving or when we're everything. That's why I say we are Israel. I don't know who white people are because they were so mixed. Those people come from northern Africa, they went up to the hills of Europe and they just mixed. So we don't know what tribes they come from, if they came from northern Africa, some came We don't know what mix, what people lost pigmentation, went up there and continued to, you know, mix up there in the caves of Europe before the Moors come up there. We don't know. So all we can say, like the one so-called white lady that came on my sh- that wasn't on my show, but on my show via audio, said, she says, I am, this white lady said, I am a faded African. That's the best description I can give y'all of white people. They're Africans that just simply lost pigmentation. Their descendants lost pigmentation. What else they going to be? All of us are Africans. Pigmented or not. So, anyway, I'm kind of just moving around there. But let's go to the phone lines, brother, and waiting patiently. I think I know who this is. Getting to remember some of these numbers. But area code 903279, your line is wide open. Uh, welcome to the Five and Stone Network. We would love to know your name and city, please. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, this is Kenwin Castleberry uh, out of Tyler, Texas. Well, how how you uh, doing, Mr. Castleberry? All right, doing okay, brother. Hanging in there. Welcome uh, to the show. What's wanted... on your mind on this open forum? Okay, I got a couple things on my mind, man. First, I just want to uh, uh, mention hope uh, that we are in Jacob's trouble. We're in these last days, and uh, uh, we need to be obedient to God's laws, man, and bunker down and get our minds right uh, because it's, it's, it's not going to get easy. You know what I mean? Uh, I definitely believe that. I believe that we are the Israelites, and uh, I feel it in my heart and soul that it's, it's not going to get easy. And uh, another thing I wanted to say is that, uh, well, I'll I, I really well, hold on a second before you, go, before you go on, because we're not rushing nobody off the line tonight, for real. If any of those at night, a day we wasn't rushing you off the line, it's going to be tonight, folks. So when you say it's not going to get easy, now you got to, I don't know if you meant to say what you said, but if somebody's listening and we're encouraging people and we say something like it's not going to get easier, um, I know what you mean. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that sounds like, like I said, because sometimes things get harder, but, you know, if you if you know the answer, it, you, you still have that peace. You know what I'm saying? Right. You still have that joy. Right, right. So I don't know if you mean it like that or it's like, oh, my God, it's going. you had nine problems before, and now you're about to have 29 problems. <laughs> I don't know what you right. meant, so be sure to explain yourself there, please. Okay, okay. Uh, what I mean is that... Uh, uh, there's supposed to be wars happen, uh, earthquake. Uh, there's more uh, famines, more pestilence. Uh, but the, the scriptures say that Jacob will be saved through it. Uh, let's see. There's a lot that we're going to see that's going to sadden our hearts. 
uh, and it, it's going to be a rough road, according to Scripture. Uh, that's what's ahead of it. Um, okay. It, a, Let me just comment on that real quick, and I see Brother uh, Pastor, because, uh, again, we're not rushing out the phone. We want to hear from that other. We're going to hear you. Uh, the other matter you have as well. But just really quickly, I want to comment on and see if Pastor Chris wants to comment, and we'll, you can go on to whatever else she was going to say. Again, we appreciate okay. your comment tonight. Uh, yes. Brother Casper. Yes, sir. Those things, wars, rumors of wars, a lot of those things that the scriptures say is going to come upon us, and they are going to come upon us, they won't come near our dwelling. In other words, scripture mm. talks about a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand side. But it says, I'm trying to find where that is. It says, a thousand will fall by thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it said it will not come near your dwelling. Some of these things we're just going to hear with the ear. I'm talking about Psalms 91 and 7, everybody. Psalms 91 and 7. Again, the scriptures in the book of Psalms says, A thousand, talking about the enemies, problems, challenges, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near you. So, in other words, yes, I believe times are going to get harder in our world. But the Father has had a certain place for those that follow, like you say, his laws. And I believe that's whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to, because it's more than 613 laws. The Father is constantly by his spirit, leading and guiding us. You know, he may have you to apologize to your spouse or something. That's a part of the law. You know, whatever the Father tells you is just as important as thou should not kill by the Holy Spirit, right, by the Ruach HaKadosh. So, as we follow his commandments as his leadings, I like to say his leadings because the commandments get confusing because they, they offer up bulls and goats. We don't do that no more. So, I like to say follow Holy Spirit leadings. We will not, we will experience Psalms 91 and 7. So, it is going to get rough. There is going to be death. People, it, all the things that the scripture says have to happen. But the, what I was trying to do tonight is put out hope out there for believers, uh, Brother Casperi, that cheer up. There is a way out. Go ahead, Brother. Uh, uh, Pastor Chris, do you have anything to say on that matter before he mentioned this other thing that's on his heart? No, sir. Let Brother Castleberry go. Go ahead, Brother Casper. All right. Well, uh, well, that same uh, verse that you spoke there, Mr. Self, uh, it still sounds like there's a bunch of action going on around you. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it should not come nigh to thee. Okay. So, that, I mean, that tells you right there that this is a lot of drama that's going to be circulating all around you. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, once again, like I, like I was saying earlier, uh, uh, that sounds like a terrible mess right there. So be prepared because it's, it's not going to get better, okay, because uh, this is a process. I'm uh, a student, a believer, uh, or follow the school of thought uh, that he's literally going to gather us. 
And so, therefore, uh, my mind is that a lot is going to have to take place uh, uh, for for all these scriptures to, to you know to come ahead, and uh, and we go back in that wilderness. And so uh, I, we all need to prepare our minds and thoughts and our hearts, but keep in mind as the hope, as we talked about the hope, that Jacob will be saved through it, you know, and that's that's the good news, right? That we yeah. will be saved through it, you know what I mean? So yes, uh, yes, and I'll also add, and I and I appreciate you explaining that. I just didn't want people to think that a thousand gonna happen to them and then 10,000 gonna happen to them more. That's 11,000. <laughs> All that's gonna happen to you. No, he's just saying it's happening around you. But uh, I will also say when you talk about Israel, he, he's saving Israel. Keep in mind there is a spiritual Jew. Those whose hearts who don't now, who do, who do, who no longer have a heart of flesh, excuse me, who know, who, if I can talk tonight, <laughs> those that are born again, and I'm talking about a lot of our white brothers and sisters and our Indian brothers and sisters and any other brothers and sisters that's not a part of Israel. Those who really, really, really hearts have been converted. The Bible talks about them enjoying the same uh, the same shalom, the same peace. Now, their relatives may go through hell, though, if they don't know the Most High. See, I don't think the Bible says all Israel will not. All Israel, okay, slow down. I believe in the spiritual Jew just like I believe in the natural Jew. There are people who really have that heart circumcised. And the Father talks about them and and raves about them like he do his own. Israel may lead out. I know about the 144,000, 12 times 12. That's Israel. But then there was a number bigger than 144,000 that no man, and there's a lot of good people at mass, but it said there was another number that no man could number. They was more mm-hmm. than Israel. So we got to remember, not just Israel will be spared. Go ahead. I just want to just tweak that. Okay. Well, all right. Now you uh, you just you, you're making something happen there, You got me thinking there. <laughs> uh, I like to go to Ezekiel chapter twenty and uh, okay. verse verse thirty three. Uh, so let me get there. One second. One second. One second. Okay, uh, Pastor Chris, don't forget to remind me to read that. You're going to read that, okay? Yeah, I got uh-huh. it. Okay, go ahead, brother, with Ezekiel. All right, I'm I'm trying to race there. I'm almost there. All right, I'm in Ezekiel chapter. And again, folks, you listen to the Five Sister Network. I'm Brother Seth. We got Pastor Elsie Chris, always from Fort Worth, Texas. We're dealing with a caller from Tyler, right. Texas. Again, this is a nationwide show. We're going to have folks probably listening all over the country. And sometimes even the world, well, we have people, a Filipino call, a Filipino brother call from time to time. A few brothers from England have called. So I'm waiting to uh, ask that we get our first call from the motherland. But again, you listen to Five Sons Thumb Network, and we're just talking on this open phone tonight about hope. 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 Our people are losing hope because of social media. Uh, they're beginning to see what is really, really going on. And what's happening is people are posting true, true things. There's a lot of fake news out there, too. But a lot of 
things that are being revealed. It's being posted on social media. And a, lot, a lot of our people are waking up, and they're realizing that this nation is not what they thought it was, that the care they thought they was getting, they're not getting. They are beginning to see the true colors of the people that they've been dealing with. And I'm not talking about black and just white folks. I'm, I'm talking about a system because this, this poison is in some of our own people. You know, this is just like the brother say, Jacob's trouble. Okay, and uh, anyway, Brother Casper, were you was just about to talk about uh, Ezekiel 20. I just buying you a little time there. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I needed it. <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 33 is where I'm going to start at. I guess go all the way to 39. All right, here we go. As I live, said the Lord God, surely with the mighty hand and a stretched out arm and with fury poured out, will I rule over you, bring you out from the people, and will gather you out of the countries wherein ye are scattered, with the mighty hand and with the stretched out arm and with fury poured out. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the people, and there will I plead with you face to face, like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt. Uh, So will I plead with you, said the Lord God, and I will cause you to pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant, and I will purge out from among you the rebels and them that transgress against me. I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. As for you, O house of Israel, thus said the Lord God, Go ye, serve ye every one his idols, and hereafter also, if ye will not hearken unto me, but pollute ye my holy name no more with your gifts and with your idols. For in my whole, well, it's verse 40. In my holy mountain, in the mountain of the height of Israel, said the Lord God, there shall all the house of Israel, all of them in the land, serve me. There will I accept them, and there will I require your offerings, your first fruits of oblation, uh, with all your holy things. Uh, but my point is that you don't see anything about a spiritual Jew. He's specifically uh, talking about Israel and uh, taking us. From amongst the people where we scattered to. Now, I, uh, and I also would love to hear you talk about the Edomites because they got a role to play. But, but with that being said, I also want to throw in there that uh, I don't believe all Caucasians are Edomites. Well, at least I'm kind of evolving. I'm still learning. But uh, I do believe Edomites are you know, Caucasian in appearance. Uh, and if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of jump over to Genesis chapter 36. Well, before you go, jump over to Genesis, and again, this is an extended call, everybody. We don't normally allow this much call, callers to talk this long, but Brother Casper is a regular, and he's got a lot to say. So, again, it's open for we not on a certain topic. But before you jump over to Genesis, let me just say this about what you just read about Israel. A lot of people assume something. Did y'all hear what the brothers just read? Now, the father of the Bible really is about Israel. Only. Only. It's like somebody shine a spotlight on this nation, and they, it goes everywhere they go. 
It only mentioned other people as they relate to Israel. The Bible is about Israel. So sometimes we read the scriptures and it's talking about Israel, this Israel, that we impose stuff on it. Like, well, he only talking about Israel. Well, he, don't, he only love Israel. He only this, he only that. He didn't say that, though. It did not say then that nobody else is included. He just said what he would do for his people. Now, if he said only this people and everybody else is going to perish, then we've got it right there. But he don't say that. And if it did say that, that it was only Israel, we got the Bible conflicting itself. Because, again, in the book of Revelation, it talks about this 144,000, just a remnant of Israel. The Bible, you know, it talks about a remnant of Israel. And then it talks about this nation that no man can number. The scripture, the Father never wanted just one people. He wanted the planet, the planet turned their back on him. There was a man that was faithful, and his faith would cost the Most High's eye, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, I'm going to bless you. And through your seed, through your posterity, all the nations of the world is going to be blessed. Not just your nation. Through you, I'm going to bless all. We always want to keep it just on Israel. So I just want to just share that. Again, the spiritual Jew is nothing to play with. These are folks that are after the Father's heart. These are a lot of the folks that are crying out for us. We can't diminish them. I know we're very upset with a lot. Not you, Brother Casper. This is not talking about you. But a lot of us are upset with white people right now. We are just fuming. And when we see them out there marching in Black Lives Matter, we just don't even see it because we're so full of hatred and animosity and unforgiveness. What that is going to do to this movement, if not channeled properly, is shut the whole thing down. I'm past that. I was there. I was there. And I had to repent. I was there. I'm with my brothers. I know how you feel. Because every time it seems like it has a white face. But look again. Look closer. And you'll see every everything they're doing to us, we're doing it to ourselves. So it has to be a philosophy of white supremacy. Go ahead, brother. Casper, finish your thoughts. Before uh, you do, hold on a whole second because I, I got this panelist. I don't want to. We that's why we have panelists. Elsie Chris, Pastor Elsie Chris, all the way in forward. Did you have any comments on anything uh, Brother Casper said early before we go and make his final point there? Yeah, I, I just wanted to agree with you about you know God chose Abraham's and Abraham's seed to lead the world into righteousness. It's not, that, it's not that he doesn't care for all of humankind, but all of humankind was supposed to be led to him through Abraham's seed. And, and, and I agree. I fully agree with what you said on that. Amen. Beautiful. That's beautiful. And then Carla, Eric, you've got another hand that's up. Uh, again, we're do, dealing with this open forum tonight, folks. We're open. It's not no certain thing we're on. We just, and Brother Casper, I just thank him for calling and really putting some stuff on our mind. And if you do that, I'll let you stay online as long as you need. We don't have an agenda. This is normal. We have call. We have panelists, and everybody got something to say, but tonight it's open. So those of you on the phone lines, this would be a good time to ask your question. Eric, code 314-494. Uh, we'll come to you after. 
Brother Casimir's final uh, uh, presentation there. Go ahead, Brother. Okay. Uh, I'll, uh, after what you done said, man, I kind of want to take a little – I don't want to come off as if I got hate in my heart or anything like that, because uh, I know that uh, everybody that loves Christ and loves the Moha, uh, there there is a spiritual brother in that, you know. And uh, I don't want to come off like I got hate in my heart. But no, I, I said I said, that, I said specifically not you. I, I was just talking about yeah, a yeah, lot I know of you people. Did. Go ahead. Yeah, yes, sir. I know you did. I'm just kind of want to, you know put that out there and uh i'm learning this book man i am so kind of want to figure it out and uh because this this is a bunch of knowledge in this book you know and uh yes it is i am trying to really soak it all in uh but what i wanted to do before i get off is just kind of run it by uh pastor chris because i know that he disagreed with me (laughs) on uh the edomite thing and I would love to hear him talk about that, uh, uh, a, a little bit about that. Uh, so if I could just read this right here in uh, Genesis chapter 36, uh, get the start of verse 1. Uh, now these are the generations of Esau, who is Edom. Esau took his his wives of the daughters of Canaan, uh, it lists their name, Adah, the daughter of Elanon, the Hittite, and uh I can't say their name. The daughter of Vana, the daughters of a Hivite. Okay, but the point I'm trying to get to. One second. Uh, it's going to mention dukes. Okay, I believe it is thirty-six. Okay, uh, it's going to mention dukes. Now, the the point I'm uh, I, I don't know exactly where it is, but 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 my point I'm trying to make, I believe it's in chapter thirty-six, is that it's dukes in his lineage. And there's only pretty much one race that I can think of that got duped in their lineage. And and if you look at Edom on history, Rome and Edom in their relationship, uh, and then you think about the dukes, it just, hey, it, it just seems to come together. Now, I don't think all Caucasians are Edomites, but I definitely think Edomites have uh, intermarried over the hundreds of years and they are literally Caucasian in appearance to this day. Uh, I don't, you know, that's, my, that's all Chris, I want to say. Well, before Pastor Chris jump in there, I want to just say this real quick because I think I'm going to be quick. Than, I think I'm be quicker than Pastor Chris. Normally he is shorter than I am, but I think I'm going to be shorter. You just said out of your mouth that they took daughters of Canaan, which was very black people. Yes. Yeah. That yes. kills the theory of, the, of him being of uh, Esau's descendant being white right there. No, no, That's no, everybody no, missed. No, I promise you, everybody missed that big old shit. If he had no, no sir, no sir, no sir. I, well, I just, I just didn't want everybody to stop right there. The fact that uh, uh, it's African descent, Canaan. If they look uh, past that, is he's the father of the Edomite? It didn't, he it didn't, he didn't change white himself or none of his direct. Children, it's when they linked up with Rome. Uh, you can find this uh, in Genesis, uh, but but it, I do mean it. It's, it's uh, they all with the Roman Empire. Uh, kid them and guess, all of I that. I guess what I'm saying is this, and then I want Pastor Chris because he's a history uh, guy, and you know, Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris is your his, your, your your degree is in biology, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so I mean he can run with this. I'm just going to say this really quickly. 
Okay. If you look at when that Bible was wrote, I do not think Europe was even on the map then. No, no, it wasn't called Europe. <laughs> it wasn't a nation. I don't even think a, a, a viable nation then. I don't even think. I think we forget that. This was Africans, black history, all of the Bible. People came on later, much later. So to to this empire that's born out of Europe, we start associating things with it. I think we mess up. Pastor Chris. Um, brother Cat, let me let me ask a quick question. You you were saying you were saying that the Edomites were white. Uh yes sir. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I, I think there's there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of reasons to believe that because yes, even sir, this, even this when he saw, huh? No, mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's very very uh, uh confusing and putting it together. Yes. But yeah, I'm I'm right, right. I'm a, mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, if you think about it, you know, even when they described Esau. Is being red and hairy, and you know people yes. of African descent. We are not that. We have hair, but we are not that hairy, and we are mm-hmm. not red. And then, and then also, um, you know, I'm gonna bring this out uh, well, from on, the Pastor book Chris, of before Eden. you move on. I'm only interrupting, and y'all uh-huh. please know I'm not trying to dominate here. But as people say things, I like to comment really quick. Now, we are red. We are red. No, we're not red. We, like look, we're red-headed. Hold on a second. The most red-headed people, I guarantee you, on the earth is not whites. I'm talking oh, about the people right, with the right. most. If you see. count uh, all the red-headed people, I guarantee you, is not white. That's number one. Right. Harry, there's a billion people in a place called India. A billion. I mean, they mm-hmm. far more than the Europeans, and they are hairy. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? We can't attribute hairy to white. We can't attribute redhead to white because it those are black features. Go ahead. Okay, if you read in the book of Enoch, which you know is not in our Bible, but it's available. Uh, when Noah, you Noah had. Um, when Lamech, that was Noah's father, they say when he had Noah, they described him just like they described Esau. Right. And in other words, and then Lamech was so upset that he went to uh, his father, which was Methuselah, and said, hey, my son, something ain't right here, you know. And Methuselah right, right. told him, well, don't worry, don't worry about him. That's, that's God's will. That's God working. And, mm-hmm. and and then so so let's take this further. And you so you think about so Noah, um, I'm assuming that he married a black woman. Yes. Uh okay, so if Noah and then Noah had a son that was black, a son that was brown, mm-hmm. and a son that was white. No. Now, that's, that's, no. What, that's what they that's a lot they taught us. I don't believe that. No, I don't believe it either. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, people who eventually became those colors. No, right, but just like just like what you just said, Pastor Chris, you literally just said what you meant, and that's what they taught our pastors to preach. How is one black man going to have that? And even if they were all three of those colors, again, the wives were black. Right. How are you going to keep it yellow, <laughs> right, but, white? How are you going to keep it yellow, 
white and black, with three black women, and just so happened, the one that what, what about, the what about kids, what? the one with the darkest kids. Okay, but but I just said that that they described Noah as being as just like Esau, red. He was red, uh, ruddy, mm-hmm. and hairy. Right, right. And so okay. I don't, I don't, I don't sense, I'm looking at. I'm, I'm trying to find the Book of Enoch because I don't remember seeing the exact. I remember it being an albino. It didn't say the word albino, but I, I don't remember red and ruddy and all. Of, I don't remember the exact verbiage of the Esau right. as Esau. Oh, I don't, and again. Right. But he was. They, he in like, in other words, he's not just. Mm-hmm. In other words, it was something wrong with his color because it. Right, I know about so that. He's being white. I understand that according to the Book of Enoch, everybody. But I don't mm-hmm. know that in the Book of Enoch it mentioned these words, Harry and red. I don't remember it saying that. <laughs> okay. So what I'm trying okay. to say, what I'm trying to say is this. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I got the book of Enoch right close by. I'm going to try to find it, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brother Casper. Uh, uh, yeah. It's your final comment. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. My final comment. Uh, yeah, I just want to listen to you guys, but I don't want to get misunderstood because, uh, like you said earlier, it's before Rome Rome was a big empire. This is thousand, probably uh, 800,000 years before that. You know, before Rome was the empire. So uh, if you go to Esau himself and the fact that he was red and and he married some some uh, um, uh, dark complexed African, yeah, black dark women. Uh, but that's the immediate children. Uh, uh, the, the, if you if you keep following the storyline, uh, apparently they eventually became pretty cool with the Roman Empire thousands of years later. And uh what, I guess what I'm doing, saying is go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so what I'm saying is what their family merged with Rome. And so what I'm trying to say with the when you look at King Herod and his background, he was not a dark complexed guy. Although he did speak Hebrew, he did have uh he was a Samaritan. Hebrew way. Herod Herod was a Samaritan. King Herod was a Samaritan. No, sir. He was a dude. Yes, he was. He was a Samaritan. That's the first I ever heard that one. But, uh, yeah, I would love to. I'm going to get off and listen now because I need to know. Well, you know, <laughs> let, let, let me read this. I, I found it in the in the book of Enoch about, about Noah. And this Go is ahead, in chapter it. 106. It's saying, and after some days, my son Methuselah, took a wife for his son Lamech, and she became pregnant by him and bore a son. And his body was white as snow and red as the blooming of a rose. The hair of his head and his long locks were white as wool and his eyes beautiful. And when he opened his eyes, he lighted up the whole house like the sun. So, um... It didn't mention the hairy part. It it didn't mention the hairy part. He was white as snow. Right, but he did not mean white as white snow. White as snow. So, right. yeah, you, you see what I mean by red and white? I don't. Black yeah, people but, can yeah, be my, red. The white is just locks. albinism. Go ahead. Yeah, he had locks. So that's a big telltale right there, you know. The fact he had locks right. in his, his hair was But what about locks. his skin? What about his skin color? Uh well I would suggest that he was albino like uh 
of, of right. like Mr. Seth was saying, you know. I guess um, my point, right. gentlemen, is this, and we got another call. We actually got two more calls, so really quickly, Brother Cassier. And remember when I put you on hold, press one about a minute after I put you on hold, because you, you can come back on this show more than one time. Okay. Uh, uh, folks, listen. I guess what I'm saying is this. Ham had the most descendants. His descendants was, was if he was black, like Pastor Chris was saying, they taught the theory to us that Ham was descendants were black, Shem descendants was yellow, I guess, and then Japheth or Yafet wow. was um, white. Japheth just so happens to have the smallest amount. With that much mixing, no white race could come from that. It's just impossible. And if they was white, Japheth descendants, and they went into Europe, they would not be 9% of the world's population. To kill your theory, not in a disrespectful way, Pastor, I mean, Brother Casaberry, uh-huh. I got something I call balanced population. I want everybody to listen to this and be real quick. Uh-huh. I had a gentleman that taught what you're saying. His name is Jefferson Edwards. He taught it for years and wrote it in a book. I challenged him. I said, Jefferson, you have to balance the population. He said, what do you mean? I say, white people have killed a whole planet full of people. If you go with the Middle Passage, some say numbers as high as 100 million. If you talk about the American Indian, you've got another probably 100 million. If you go into the, to, to South America, the numbers are staggering. They kill way more people in South America. If you if you just go by, and I know they killed off each other too, but nowhere near the amount of non-white people. White people have massacred. Uh, literally, if you add all those numbers up, and if those kids, if they would have had children, they children would have children, they children would have children, and subtract all the deaths and so forth, you would have a planet that's missing, a literal planet full of people missing. So let's balance the population. What do you mean by that, brother Seth? Put them all back. Put them all back on the planet. They were just murdered. If I go murder up all of the black folks right now, and all people left is white, and then thousand years now from now, everybody think the world will start off with white people. No, I just killed off all the black people. So what I'm trying to say is, if you put all, if you put seven billion people, that's how many people on the planet now. If you put seven billion people into our planet right now, that's fourteen billion. Now white people are no longer nine percent. They're like point zero zero three. Now let's come back and have this conversation. It won't make no sense. Jefferson Edward invited me to his house after I made that to him. I made that so clear he wanted to meet me personally because I killed his theory. White people, the only reason they have this conversation is because they're dominating and they're 9%. Had they not wiped out a planet full of people, they would be like point zero 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 four or something. And we wouldn't even see them that much. We'd be like even Papua New Guinea going crazy when we see white skin. No disrespect. I love all, every single one of y'all, and ain't nothing you can do about it. This is no disrespect. But white people would not be in our conversation had not they killed a planet full of people. Brother Casperi, mm. 30 seconds, and then we got to go to the next caller. All right. Yes, sir. Well, I'm glad to be on the show. I love the show. And uh, I look forward to y'all to uh, 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 keep talking about it. It's an open forum. So I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else to call you about, man. But uh, uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. And uh, hey, man, y'all take it easy out there. All right. Well, Shalom, yeah, brother. Before you, and, go, uh, my, before you go, my brother, uh, Brother Casperi, uh-huh. you were right about that he, he was a, 
uh, Edomite, Herod. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. You were absolutely right. That was my bad, man. I apologize to you. Hey, it's all good. It is all good. <laughs> See how we do it? This is how we do it on this show. Brother Casimir, thank you for your time, brother. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Y'all take care. And that was Ken Casimir all the way from Tyler, Texas. Going back to the phone lines, Eric code 314 who has been patiently waiting. And Brother Casimir, go ahead and press 1 so your hand will go down. Folks, on this show, you can come on more than one. Uh, Eric code 314 go ahead with your question or comment. We would love to know your city and name as well. Shalom, shalom, dear brothers. My name is Hadura Bajarkul Israel, and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. And, uh, okay, you said Adora? Adora? Yes, Adora. Okay, all right, Adora from St. Louis, go right ahead. Yes, first giving all praise to the Most High, the Holy One of Israel, the Elohim yes. of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. This one said, I'm listening attentively tonight, and I, I hear a lot of misquotes. But anyway, um, there's... Um, the Almighty's word is precise, and it's so simple a fourth grader can understand it. But because we've been filled with so much, many misteachings and indoctrination, contrary to the word of our God, it becomes very complicated for us to understand. The scriptures are full of uh, metaphors and symbolisms, and uh, um, but. With a spirit of discernment, which feels understanding, that's where it's not complicated. And and I heard you mention 144,000. That's nowhere in the word of our God, nowhere. That's in the new book. has nothing to do with the word of the creator. Everyone would jump on the fence and say, well, what, what, what? No. There's not one place in the new book where the Almighty ever speaks. Not one sentence will you ever be able to go in there and find, thus said the Most High. The Most High gave everything his foundation in the book of uh, the first five books, which is called the Torah. Every word that's there was what the Almighty gave. And from there, the prophet was the one that brought forth the word of the creator, but it never went contrary to his Torah. Okay, so in Leviticus 26, you spoke about hope. It's only one hope for Israel, and that is for us to return back to our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind. The word tells us precisely in Leviticus. May I read it right quick? Yes, go right here. Leviticus 26. And this is after Yah. I'm read verse 33, and then I'm gonna drop down. I will scatter you among the nations and draw the sword after you, and your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. Then the land shall enjoy a Shabbat as long as it lies desolate, and you're in your enemy's land. Now I'm going to drop on down to uh, verse 36. And for those of you who are left, I will send faintness into their hearts. This is after the scattering. In the lands of their enemies, the sound of a shaken leaf shall cause them to flee. They shall flee as though fleeing from a sword, and they shall fall when no one pursues. 
They shall stumble over one another as it were before a sword when no one pursues. And you shall have no power to stand before your enemies. You shall perish among the nations, and the land of your enemies shall eat you up. That's what's happening to us right now. And those of you who are left shall waste away in their iniquities in the lands of your enemies. Also in their father's iniquities, which are with them, they shall waste away. Here's our remedy. It's not our, the Almighty didn't tell us to go and uh, go through somebody else. He didn't tell us to go and worship somebody else other than the curse. That was a curse that was put up on Israel to go and serve other gods. Because we wouldn't serve God in our land, he cast us out of our land to serve our enemies and their gods in their land. But here's our remedy, the Almighty gave us. But if they shall confess their iniquity, he's talking to the nation of Israel, and the iniquity of their fathers with their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me, and that they also have walked contrary to me, and that I also have walked in prayer to them and have brought them into the land of their enemies. If then their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they accept their guilt, then will I remember my covenant with Jacob, my covenant with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham will I remember, and I will remember the land. And the Almighty tells us in Deuteronomy 30 that he would gather us as well as uh, Ezekiel, the uh, 20th chapter, as well as uh, uh, Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. He would gather us from all the lands where we've been scattered and return Okay, my sister, let me say this uh, uh, again, uh, folks. Um, we just allowing our calls to kind of go a little longer than normal, which is okay. And um, we're letting the sister explain herself. But really quickly, you had mentioned earlier, because... Again, uh, I, I take it you're non-Messianic, correct? Did the Word ever tell us to become Messianic? Did the Word of our God ever tell us to become Messianic? Okay, I, I hear you asking me a question with the question asked you, but I'm asking you, are you considered what they call non-Messianic? No, I'm Israel. In obedience okay, do to you the believe in the Messiah of the New Testament that that, that we hear about. Do you believe in Yeshua? I believe the word of Yah. I don't believe Okay, in... hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second, my sister. Hold on a second. This is where we have to really be I understand what you're trying to do here. You're trying to stick with the scripture. I follow you. I respect that. So I've been I, are you saying But anybody listening to you that? anybody listening to you know that this is a yes or no question. You either don't acknowledge okay, so the Messiah. Yeah, hold, on no. hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. One at a time. One okay. at a time. You either acknowledge the Messiah that a lot of us talk about Yeshua. Some call him Jesus, but there was no J in the Hebrew. We know he was a dark-skinned man. We know he was a Messiah. Okay. You either acknowledge that or you don't believe that. If you don't believe that, they call those people non-Messianic, no, no Messiah. If you do believe that, they call you Messianic. Now, you can say, I'm doing what this Bible says. We can say the same thing. We're doing what we think the scriptures are saying. I only do what the scriptures We can do that, too. So let's just be, because the people are listening, and this is a show about hope, and we want to definitely keep it positive and respectful. So I take it you are 
what they call non-Messianic. You said, so you probably have trouble. Do you believe in any of the New Testament or what they call the New Testament at all, any of it? No, I don't. Okay, thank you. And, and so when the, when the that, New Testament says, hold on, a, hold on a second. We'll let you go a little bit longer. But let me get this out really quick, and I'm going to try my best to, to not hold you. You said there's nowhere in the Scriptures does it mention 144,000. So I think, okay. In Revelation 7 and 4, and I heard a number of them which were sealed, in the, and there were sealed 144,000. It is in what we call the scriptures. So what has to happen is you probably need to be able to share a little bit more as to why you don't believe in the New Testament at all. And but we, and we've had Brother uh, Leonard on and other people on that felt like what you're feeling. For tonight, just tonight only. It is open forum, and I want to just let you just have at it. I really do, because we don't run from nobody on this show. There's a reason we okay. embrace that New Testament, and there's a reason you don't, and I don't think we can get into it tonight. So what I'd like for you to do is finish up. Well, first we're going to hear from Pastor Chris, and then I want you to finish up what you're saying, because I think we're at a point where we're just going to have to disagree and you cannot defend okay. yourself like you need to defend yourself and probably like you should defend yourself at this time on this show. It's just not Kate, it's not set up that way. Pastor Chris, any okay. comments to the sister before she has final words? No, I want I wanted to go ahead on and finish finish with our statement statements and stuff. Okay, sister, I'm gonna give you you have like really thirty seconds because again, we can't okay. nail I'm, I'm gonna answer your question in my thirty seconds. Okay. The word of our God. You are my witnesses, Yahweh, talking about Israel, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am Yahweh, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved and have proclaimed, and that when there was no foreign God among you, therefore you are my witness. The Almighty says there is no Savior beside him. And he says it nine times in the book of Isaiah. He says it twice in Jeremiah. How? What What? What should we believe? Should we believe it? Well, there wasn't no. There, that scripture was written that it's the truth. I'm not disagreeing with that. There was, there was no Savior. Absolutely. There was no Savior. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. There was no Savior. But that's not the same as there isn't a Savior coming. The Jews and the, the okay. Jews were looking for a Messiah. And I got a question for you also. And I don't want to get okay. too deep into this. This is what I mean by we just have to not rush you off the line and let you just take your time. This is not a time with this open form because somebody else going to – we're on different topics. Now, we're allowing it. We're talking about it. But we just can't turn the show into that. And this is going to take a whole show to prove your point, I guarantee you. But let me just say something really quickly. And no, I want no, you to come and stand with you said hope. I'm sorry? You said, you said hope for our people. No, this is not about uh, uh, the whole subject matter of should we believe Yah, should we believe the new book. But the only hope for our people is the word of our God, obedience to his word. That's Absolutely. And so have. what I'm doing with you now is I believe what we call in the word is two different things. You're not acknowledging the New Testament. I understand that. But let me just say this to you. In the Old Testament, Israelites could not go before the Most High and pray. 
I'm going to ask you what I asked Brother Leonard. If the Israelites could not go, lest they go through Aaron the priesthood, who are you going through? Are you First of all, do you pray to the Most High? I sure do. Who do you go through? I go straight to the Most High. How are you able to do that without Aaron priesthood? Because the Almighty said that we could do that in his word. He says in... Okay, hold, hold on a second, hold on a second. Okay. If the Almighty said you can do that, why did Israel go through the priesthood? Because that's what he set up at that time. The Almighty destroyed the priesthood when he destroyed the nation, when he cast them out of the land. But if we go back to the word, into his Torah, all that we need to know is there. The Almighty said once he scattered us, and when we're in these latter days, we're considered perfectly in the fourth chapter of Deuteronomy. He says that those that diligently seek him shall find him. Nowhere would the Almighty tell us to break the first commandment, to go through someone else, to put something else in front of him. Nowhere. And there's nowhere in the, the word of our God where he ever, and I'm telling you, I studied this book day and night. I've been studying it for 35 years. Well, sister, listen, listen, I, I really, really respect what you're saying. And as sure as you are, as confident as you are, as scripture, uh, 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 as scripture bases you feel you are, I feel the exact same way. In Yeshua, it does not make any sense. The Bible talks about a righteousness. You can't, you can't go before this Elohim any old kind of way. You have right. to be. Hold on a second. I'm not talking about crying out like you just read for mercy in the lands of your captivity. I'm talking about going before Him, period, before His throne. And Israel is. Not in a situation where we need to be somewhere barely making it, praying, you know, you know, in our place of captivity, not sure if he hears us or not. We have someone that the scriptures foretold would come to where we can have a harmonious relationship with the Most High, and his name is Yeshua. Some say Yeshua, some you say Yahushua. Listen, we got to talk a little later on. I, I respect you. The people have heard you. And I wish you'd call again. Maybe we can have you on, perhaps, as a guest, like we have Brother Leonard. We ain't running from nobody. We've had Egyptologists and all. You're more than welcome to share, but we just can't do it tonight. i got to call us and hold it forever, and I do want to apologize to you. But i got to go to this other call, but I want to thank you for calling the show tonight. Okay. Be blessed. All right. And that was Sister Adora, and I appreciate her. Uh, she was very kind, very soft-spoken, and... Uh, Equipped with scripture, that's the how you do it, folks, right there. Equipped with scripture for her position. You can't get no better than that. I really appreciate her studiousness, if I'm saying that word right. But let's go back to the phone line. And I hope this particular caller will be just as studious as uh, the sister was. I really enjoy talking about it. I just can't make this show about that because it'll be the whole show. Uh, Erico 313. Five three zero. Your line is open. We would love to know your city and your name along with your comment. 
Shalom, uh, family. My name is Shemaya Samuel Yasharala, and I'm from Detroit, Michigan, in this captivity. And I'm <laughs> delighted to be on the show. And uh, I was listening to the other caller and the comments, and I had some comments, and I still have them, but I wanted to address a few things that were stated. Uh, first, when we talk about Messianic and non-Messianic, when we really deal with the root, of what we say Messiah or Messianic, which all are one and the same, the Almighty anointed the nation of Israel as a whole. So when we use terms like Mashiach or Messiah, we sometimes use them on an individual basis, but the Almighty anointed the whole nation. As a matter of fact, his, his anointment goes for individual reasons too because all the prophets all the all the priests all of them were anointed to their position so in their right they were also mashiach in relation to what their anointment was and we really get down to the etymology and the meaning of the word i just want to say that and also want to say too that i'm i'm very humble and i'm i'm come and i'm going to come speak according to scripture as well and Another thing I wanted to address, and that is the, the, the subject that you st- spoke about, about Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Yafet. Okay. And uh, somebody, somebody said that, so, so from studying, and I'm a history buff and I'm a researcher, Hamites, the Hermetic people, which also were the same people in the land of Canaan when, when Israel went over Jordan to possess the land, all of those people were Hamites. And when you go look at them, they were black people. Uh, we know Egypt was Ham- Hamitic. Now, in relation to Shem, Shem was not, was not Asian. They always want to say Asiatic. But Shem was a division of dark-complected people and those that we call Ishmaelites. So when we start looking at looking at how it divvied up when we get down to Abraham or Abraham, however you pronounce it, and we look at his sons, we see the development of the Hebrew nation in different directions. We see Ishmael, which was the father of the Ishmaelites, and we see Isaac, where the covenant went through and all the way down to Yaakov, which is where Yisrael was brought forth. So when we get down, and the reason why I'm going there is because Yaakov had a brother, and they had the same mother and father. Esau, the original Esau, was the brother of Yaakov. Am I correct? That's correct. And so if 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 the original Esau was his brother, then the original Esau himself and his direct descendants could not be European. The Europeans go through Yafet, and if you study the genealogy of Yafet, you can find who those people are today, and you can also find who the Hamitic people are today. But there's a controversy which they're hiding something when you start to deal with the Shemites. And uh, and, and and let's correct this thing. We 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 look at how these Jewish people today say that they're Semitic and talking about being anti-Semitic, there's no such character as a Semite in the scripture. It was only Shem. So that's something that we have to deal with when we address 
these Jewish type people, uh, and they can have that term too, being Jewish anyway, because that's not a that's not a term that was utilized. And I don't want to take up a lot of time, but I do want to mention some scripture, also in reference to a comment that was made about the Almighty in reference to Him loving a nation. And if I if I will, uh, can we go to Jeremiah or Yahoo if if we have time? Can we do that? Yeah, we can do that. Pastor Chris, you still got the t- scripture uh, I had mentioned to you earlier, by the way. Yeah, I got it. Second Kings. Okay, don't let me forget now. I want this show to end. Let's go with what the brother. Are you gonna? I want you to okay. turn yourself, if you could, uh, 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 call her. Call, go in and read the scripture. And Pastor Chris, don't forget. I need to um, definitely um, um, hear from this. Uh, uh, from what you have there as well. Uh, I just want to say real quickly, again, folks, you listen to the Five Swiss on Network. This is Brother Seth. Hi, Brother Alcee Chris, Pastor Alcee Chris, all the way from Fort Worth, Texas, from Alathia Temple. We're just taking callers. This is a national uh, talk show. We're taking calls from all over the country tonight. Again, trying to put some hope out there for our people. We're kind of getting off a little bit to, into some of the uh, uh, some other areas, which is great. Because there's, again, this is open forum, but we just want to uh, put some hope out there for our people because, again, a lot of things is going on in our world, and people are get losing hope. And social media got our, our young people really strung out on hopelessness right now. People just feel like we're stuck here in this country. These people doing what they, what they want to with us. Where is God? Where is God? That's what they're thinking. They really are. So... This is time for the churches and, and people and, and men and women of the Most High Yah to speak up uh, to, as to who we are, why we're going through, what we're going through, and solutions, what is going to happen to our people, what is happening right now in the spiritual, and what is the Father really doing, and then they will get the hope, they will get the encouragement, and yes, like I said in the show description, they would even dream for uh, uh, their grandkids and, and, and great-grandkids, uh, folks, you can be blessed. We read the scripture earlier. There is a thousand that may fall at your side, problems, issues, 10,000 at your right hand, but the scripture says it won't come nigh thee. It'd be a lot of drama, though, like Brother Casper say, but it don't have to come near thee. We're spitting out hope tonight, and I hope y'all are listening. Right now, we're talking with a caller uh, who is doing a very good job, might I add, Brother Shemaya from Detroit. Go right ahead, my brother. Hallelujah. And and I want to say this because I won't be able to read all these scriptures. I know we got a short time, but I love would like would like to get back on the call another time to discuss some things further. But the scriptures that I would like the listeners to read for themselves is particularly Isaiah forty three, one through twenty eight, the whole chapter, and Jeremiah chapter thirty one and pay attention to verses one through five and Malachi chapter one, one through five. But I am going to read Jeremiah chapter 31, 1 through 5. But before I read that, one more thing to address. When you asked uh, uh, Imadora about what, who do you go to and who do you pray to, when you look at the prophets in the scripture, they didn't go to a high priest to pray. They prayed directly to, to the Almighty, and not all of them were, were priests. The priesthood was in place as just like a form of government. And the problem is oftentimes we look at Scripture, we look at Scripture from a religious, doctrinal point of view. When the Almighty gave the Scripture, he gave the Scripture to govern a nation. And, that, and if we start to look at the Scripture from that paradigm, then the book opens up more clearly. So the priesthood was there for the administration of the priest office to do the sacrifices for all those things 
and to do the atonement for Israel. But that did not limit a person from praying to the Almighty. Now, I don't have time tonight to go through those scriptures to show you that. Well, well since, you, since you open it up, let me just jump in here really quickly. If, you, if I could, please excuse me for interrupting you because you're about to make another point. So I got, just got for time's sake, I got to hit that real quick, real quick. But isn't it true that the prophets had the Holy Spirit upon them? It, yes, and is it true that is 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 the Almighty's hand slack in in in, in revealing His Holy Spirit to to us today? No, no, I'm not talking about us today. Yeah. I'm saying in the uh, in the Old Testament, or oh, I, I didn't use that word term, but in the previous covenant, I just noticed so-called laymen. I don't recall of people going before the Most High and getting great things done without going through a priest. Or without, you know, a prophet. So that tells me there is something different. Hold on, hold on. You can correct me. I could be wrong, folks. I'm just letting y'all know I haven't seen it. There was something okay. to those priests. There was a reason that priests were put in order. The people came to the priest, and the priest went before this, you know, petition the Most High. And then, like the like the brother saying, he's right about the prophets. But layman people, go ahead. I would like to. I would like to hear this before you make your last comment. So what I would what I would suggest is, and I'm glad you brought that up, so that we can open that up completely on another show, and that is to really dig into that particular thing because we're going to use the word of Yah to show that people who you say you term this layman did go before Yah. If you like, for example, when uh, 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 Samuel's mother Hannah gave up her son to the priesthood. She went before Yah herself without going to the priest before she did that. But I can show you several other examples of that being the case. So the priesthood, again, was for a specific uh, task, and that was for the administration of the priest's office in its detail, but that did not limit a person to pray before the Almighty. So I'm going to stop right there. Hold on a second. Pastor Chris, because you're getting ready to switch. Pastor Chris, any comments on that before we switch? No, no. Okay, my brother, go right ahead. Now I have to look that up. I'm not sure, but go ahead. No problem. No problem. At any time, my brother, and I'll give you my number, and we can talk at any given time. But but the, but the scripture that I wanted to read is in the book of Yahoo or Jeremiah, some would say, it's chapter 31, and I'm going to pick it up in verse 1, because Israel is the nation that the Almighty has declared his love for. And that's in Yahoo chapter 31. I'm pick up the verse 1. At the same time, saith Yah, will I be the Elohim of all families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus saith Yah, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness. Even Israel, when I went, to come to went to cause him to rest. One point before I continue to read, grace was here before in before anything came about concerning Matthew to Revelation. The Almighty was always gracious. But verse three, Yah have appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Now, he's speaking about Israel. Again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, 
old version of Israel. This is the hope we got to look for, family. Thou shalt again be adorned with the tabrets and shall go forth in the dance of them that make merry. Thou shalt yet plant vineyards upon the mountain of Samaria, and the plant planters shall plant and shall eat them as common things. So if you continue to read that, but also in conjunction with Isaiah chapter 43, the whole chapter, and Malachi chapter 1, we will see that the Almighty specifically declared his love for the nation of Israel. And those that call themselves Jews today know that. That's why it's been a bait and switch. It's been, they've used indoctrination. They use Christianity to mix and mingle and, and blind the minds of, of, of our people. And not only our people, but the whole people of the world also, but particularly our people to keep us away well, from well, who we well, are. Well, let me just interject here again, not cutting you off, but for time's sake, I'm letting you go on and on. That's okay. But really quickly, again, uh, what you just read, again, the scriptures is about Israel. Only time I mention other people is as they relate to Israel. Just because the Father speak of his love, he speak of the being the apple of his eye. Uh, I think on the scripture say uh, Amos uh, in the book of Amos says of you, uh, I think it's three and two where it says of all the nations of the world you have I known. Just because the Father has this love affair, if you will, with Israel, that did not mean He didn't love the other nations. Again, I'm not seeing that in what you're reading, and we have to be careful because we see Him make over when we see Him make over Israel to assume He don't care or about the other people. He started off with the planet. He wanted the planet. So go ahead. Finish up. You just want to say, just want to say one thing with that. I'm going to finish up. I agree with you. That's why the word of Yah requires no interpretation. So we either going to read the word of Yah and take it for what it says, or we're going to add or fantasize on what we want it to be. And I'm not saying that to anybody on the phone. I'm saying that to look into yourselves, because if you really read the word of Yah, it's very clear. It's, it's right. not so it's hold on. Easy, uh, just, 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 but excuse me, please forgive me, because I don't want you saying what you're saying, and people saying, what does he mean? Again, what you read did not say what you're saying. So don't, you got to take your own medicine on that. Well, hold on, hold on, what you have, you're going you're to finish. What you read, my brother did not in any way talk about the other nations as though he didn't love them. His favorite, the Bible calls Israel the apple of his eye. Well, the whole book is wrote about them, but that does not mean that his heart would not be open to any others that would call on him. He has covenants with Israel, but we just assume that for some reason he may not love others or something like that. So we got to not add to the scriptures that you just said. Well, you know, you know, Seth, I I, 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 I kind of mentioned that before. You know, the bold Bible is about Israel, but what was Israel's job? They were God's chosen people, and they were supposed to lead the whole world into righteousness. So Absolutely. he can't get the. In other words, if that's their job, then Israel has to be right, so they can go out and teach the other teach the, the other nation. So that's why there's so much focus on Israel because their job is to teach the other nations righteousness. And so that's why there's so much focus on Israel. 
Well, I agree and with I what think, you're saying. I think, think uh huh. But well, what I what I yeah, what I'm trying what I'm the, the point that I'm making is is this. Yah declared his love for Yisrael. Now, as he said, right. I can't I cannot add nothing to say say well he you know uh, he's excluding the other nations. But what I challenge anybody is to show mm-hmm. me in the scripture where the Almighty said that he did love another nation or another people. I'm going to flip it and say, and have you proved to me or to the callers that he said he loved other nations? He loved other nations and that he dealt gratefully with other people. Hold on a second. Hold on a second because this is a, you're going to, okay. You're actually teaching. You know, you're not coming on for two or three minutes. You're just doing like a teaching, and this is not designed for that. I'm I'm just allowing you to go on because it's open forum. It's a little different. Ain't nobody got their hand up right now. But let me just say this, because you you know you you're well studied and people are listening. I appreciate your 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 scholarship. I really do. I just think you got something a little off there. The Father have dealt with all kinds of Gentiles in the Scripture favorably. It's just that their nation was against him. Just because my nation is against me and I'm a whore, I'm going to allow, I'm going to still try to save Israel. And she wound up being in the lineage of Christ. So can a whore be inside the lineage of Christ that's not even in Israel? Of course. The reason the Father didn't deal with that entire nation is because they was godless. They didn't fear him. So you're not going to see a whole lot of holler about the nation because they were rebellious, bonehead people. So why would assume he didn't like them? Somebody say, why did God, why did God chose Israel? It's because Israel chose him. And remember, while you're at it, and I want you to finish up in less than 30 seconds after I make this comment, Israel was a stiff-necked people. He really, really didn't care for Israel, if you want to get technical. It was because of a covenant he made with Abraham. He talked about destroying them all, but there was a covenant he had to honor. Moses had to remind him, if you do, if you destroy this people, everybody going to say you buy. Brother, no nation have it like that. Especially rockhead, disobedient Israel that got them slave ships to bring us here in the first place. We don't have it like that. The Father is interested in those whose heart is after Him, no matter what they look like flesh wise. Go ahead, please, in 30 seconds. All right. And I, and I, and I, and we need to have another call, my brother, but I'm going to say this is that I'm going to have to correct you on something. Yah chose Israel first. And we can prove that in Scripture. Now, not Israel uh, proved, uh, taking on him. He took them on and gave them and asked them to accept his covenant. And they said to Moshe, all that you have said, we will do. So on Mount Sinai, and they did the Almighty, and the Almighty fulfilled that and made them a nation and pulled them out of captivity and put them in the land of Canaan. So they never kept told, their word, brother. They never kept their I know, word. If you about to, I know, I know. 
I know that I'm not I'm not I'm not disagreeing that because that's why we're in captivity now and we still there not you go. So 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 I'm not no disagreement there. But what but there is some clarification to be made on some things that we have to do on another call. But I wanna say in closing, the the hope of our people, the Almighty has given. The Almighty promised us a land and he told us he was going to return us back to that land. He was going to set us up again, and we were going to be back in place to rule and to run his government through his administration. But we first, first, first must humble ourselves before our creator, accept our punishment, and put aside what we think is right in our own mind and really submit to the Almighty. That's what we all have to do, no matter what paradigm you come from, whether you're Christian, whether you know you're Israel, whether you're Muslim. Because truth be told, doctrine is different from being a nation. You can be Christian, you can be Muslim, you can be whatever. Those, is all, those are all religions. And a lot of times as we come into the knowledge of truth about being Israel, we still treat it as a doctrine. We have to get out of doctrinal views and religious aspects and come to the paradigm of nation. And when we do that, then the book will open up, and we will see more clearly. I wanted to say that in closing, but I do. I love the call, and I would like to get back on, and I would like to discuss some things further, if if, if you don't mind. I, I'm very humble, my brother. I'm uh, so I'm just just wanted to make some points, though. Well, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate your brother Shemaya all the way in Detroit, and uh, uh, you can hit me up on Facebook. I think my Facebook is connected to the Five Summer Stone uh, page on Blog Talking, and connect with me that way. But we're gonna move on. Uh, but I really appreciate your comments. Thank you. All right, George, brother. Yes, another educated, uh, scholarly brother. I really appreciate him. I hope he know it. And that's what we want people to know. You know, come on here with some scripture. And I, and I appreciate us, Sister Dora, and I appreciate Brother Shemai, and I appreciate Brother Castleberry, and um, all the callers. I think I got everybody. But you know, it was really on point tonight. You know, a lot of convictions and. I just love talking to smart people. I really do, and I hope they know that. Just because I, I disagree with them don't mean that I got it all together or anything like that. But we're going to wrap up this show, Pastor Chris, and we'll look at it. Look at us, Pastor Chris. We're going to have to wrap up on time for a change. <laughs> but uh, you, want me, Chris, you want me to read that scripture? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Folks, again, go ahead and tell them about this story, what has happened with regards to hope. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it. You tell them what the story is and then read it. Do you mind doing that? You've been a little quiet somewhat. Can you do that? Tell her what the story's about and read it? Do you just yeah, well, read that's it? when, uh, when, they, when uh, they had sent the military to get Elijah and Elijah. And the younger Elijah was really afraid and concerned about, you know, they got this big army out coming to get us. And uh, Elijah, the other Elijah, prayed. And... Um, and if you if it's all right, I'm just gonna start a little bit. Um uh in in uh verse so you're talking 15. about Elisha and Elijah. Elisha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Elisha and Elijah. Go ahead. And when the servant of the land of God was risen early and gone forth, behold a and host encompassed the city both with horses and chariots. And a servant said unto him, Alas, my man, now, hold, hold on, how shall we do? Just really quickly. Those of you that think we are just encompassed by all of this CIA 
and y'all know how y'all talk, that's what y'all saying. These white folks just got it sewed up. We don't. We, we just, there's no way out. There's just no way out. Church is scared. They want to relate to us. They want to ask our questions. We just out here just fending for ourselves. Remember what this brother about to read. Go ahead. And he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes, the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of choices and chariots of fire round about Elijah. You want me to keep going? That was good right there. That that was good what you uh, read right there. And uh, I just want everybody, I want everybody to realize again: if you're out there fending for yourself and you feel like there is no hope, there is power all around you, folks. I'm not playing. I hope y'all really get it. If you don't get nothing else on this show tonight, just know, like the like the song said from the people in Demona, Israel, the Israelites are open up with a song from the people in Demona, Israel, saying, "Great is He that is in us." Folks, the greatest he that is in us and he that is in the world. Those of you that are listening to this show, you clicked on a link, you got to call the show number, even though we're wrapping up. But if you want to listen to these final few minutes, you got to call the number, the, uh, the 914-205-5590. You got to call the show now. Uh, you got like 45 seconds, 914-205-5590. We're wrapping up here. But, again, that is a powerful story. This younger Alicia did not realize how much power was available. It just surpassed all that the enemy had. You got to remember, this American system that we think is so powerful is on a time clock. America is doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Israel is where they're exactly supposed to be, going through what they're exactly supposed to go through because of our forefathers' sin, and the 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 results or the the finality or or how this thing is going to end is going to go just according to prophecy. I remember Christ saying this. Then Pastor Chris, I want final words when we wrap this show up. I remember Christ saying this often, often, often. He said this so many times. Remember when he was about to be. Uh, um, he asked John the Baptist to, you know, minister baptizing him. And John the Baptist says, no, I wanted you to baptize me. And he said, no, you have to baptize me. Here go these words that he spoke often, that it might be fulfilled. All of our lives is just spinning around prophecy. Prophecy is like pillars holding up a temple. We're just... Not pawns in the game, I don't like that term, but we are all, prophecy is going to be fulfilled no matter what. All the things that's going on in our world, all the things that ever went on in the world, is fulfilling prophecy, Christ, coming Christ, having come, you know, Sister Dora, I would like to talk to her more about that, but everything is fulfilling prophecy. There are many prophets in the Old Testament talking about a Savior coming. So I went to Sister Dora, but she's not allowed to defend herself. But there's many scriptures talking about someone coming. And look at the righteousness we've been given to Christ. This, the law could not, could not 
bring us this close to the uh, Father, Yah. The law was, it couldn't do it, the Bible, because it was weak. It introduced sin to us. It was given to curtail sin, but it wasn't enough to make us righteous. So, I just wanted to just put out a little hope tonight. But, Pastor Chris, go ahead and give us final, uh, your final thoughts on either what you read or what you've heard tonight. Again, people are listening to social media, and they're learning a lot of very true things. And it's got a lot of hearts. Folks, y'all have no idea how much, how many posts on Facebook. People just, just feel like this. these people that run this country is pretty much invincible. They just feel like these people are invincible, not seeing their weaknesses, their worry, their fear. That's why they're doing so much harm to us, because they fear. It's all about prophecy. They know who we are. Those in power I'm talking about. They know who we are. They know that certain things is going to happen according to prophecy. They really do know that. There is no atheist at the top in terms of the Illuminati. This is a battle between evil and good, Satan and and, 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 and the Christ. Because I don't believe y'all have to fight with Satan. So I don't know Bible study there. But anyway, Pastor Chris. Okay, I'm going to read from Luke 21, starting at verse 25. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity as the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will fake from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heaven, heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, Stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. That's how I want to Well put, and that's a favorite of yours. You always refer to that. And I appreciate you on the show tonight. My brother, appreciate your contribution tonight. We kind of talked about some deeper things uh, than what, you know, is mainly uh, on the headlines, but we still hit some of the things that are bothering our people. But the Hopefully tonight we nailed it, that the Most High, uh, especially in Psalms 91, uh, he talks about a thousand issues will fall at your side, and 10,000 at your right. So that's 11,000 problems, pretty much. So we know that you're going through it, brothers and sisters. Just remember, great is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Brother Chris, Pastor Chris, I'm going to go ahead and mute your line. Thank you again for contributing tonight. Great okay, show. Great show. Great show. All right, you take care. All right, and that's the one and only Pastor Elsie Chris. I think he's one of the business pastors in Fort Worth. He's really love our people out there working for our people. Folks, don't go away just yet because I have a final song. You know, I put a lot into the first song and in the last song on these shows. So we got a message even in this final uh, song. Listen, I love every single one of y'all. I don't care what ethnic group you're from. I love every single one of you just like the most high. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Okay, so we'll see you next week um, and uh, for another show that will be relevant to you and yours. It's always going to be relevant to you and yours, but don't hang up. Got something coming your way here shortly. This is Sinatch uh, from Nigeria. Uh, Her people are the Igbo Jews. And uh, this is a message she has for you, okay?
can find it. And I'm so thankful for the attendance tonight. Uh, with these open forms, we never know how it's going to go, but I, I promise you, <laughs> uh, we had a, this was great, uh, great dialogue, smart callers. We don't get always top quality callers like that. We love the callers, but they're not always, um, I mean, y'all know you listen to the show. Uh, but, I mean, my goodness, tonight, they came. And I really, really appreciate them. This is, uh, again, Sinatch, and uh, she's talking about uh, the Waymaker. If this don't dis- encourage you, I don't know what will. Good night. May the Most High Yah bless every single one of you. Awake, Israel.
Surprise! 